Hi, everybody. Before we start the show today, I'd like to tell you about our Patreon page at patreon.com slash from the bunker. We have four tiers for you to choose from to support the show. The $1 a month tier includes this podcast commercial free, including this very commercial, plus an extra 10 minutes of show after our tagline. At the $3 level, you get everything at the $1 level, plus Sean's OK OK So weekly rant about all sorts of things every week. At the $5 level, you get the $1 and $3 uh, subscriptions, plus one sketch per month. And at the $10 level, you get everything at the $5, $3, and $1 levels, plus an extra sketch per month. So we really appreciate you supporting our show at any level. And uh, let's get on with the show. That's just not true, David. Are, are you sure? I'm pretty sure that's not true. This isn't old school analog anymore. Oh my god! It's not analog like, anymore. It's not like throwing your little red book in the like your girlfriend making you throw your little red book in the trash. Was that was a little? Oh, your little black book. Black book. That's what it was. Or I mean, nowadays, like a guy had to like at a party, like where he'd burn his little black book in front of his girlfriend or something. That was like a thing. That was book, a thing. Back a little in the black day. book but with yeah, right. all your girlfriend's phone numbers in them. Yeah. Because <clears throat> you you know you certainly couldn't replicate that anywhere or memorize the numbers. <clears throat> Really? Correct. People aren't listening to this, are they? No, they were. Oh, now we know all your secrets. Welcome to this week's <laughs> edition of From the Bunker with Jody Hamilton and David Shocking. Your name's in lights there. Hi, welcome to From the Bunker. My Thanks. name is Jody Hamilton. Sitting oh, them. You're welcoming them. Them, yes. The well, I've already welcomed you. We've been chatting for a while. There's no food. There's no snacks. There's no ginger do want, ale. Do you want... Uh, I don't have ginger ale. Would you like a Coke, a diet, a Coke Zero? No, I don't drink any diet soda anymore. Would you like a water? I gave it up for Lent. Oh, good for you. Um, uh, David Shockett is sitting across from me. If you want to email us, email us at info at from dash. I just think ginger ale makes everything a little more festive. It's like the holiday party festive. at work. It's like flying when the olden days. It's almost like you're drinking, a, but you're not a suit. Yes. I love the ginger ale. Yeah. It's very, it's very adult. Yeah. It's very adult, but diet ginger ale is terrible. It's not as good as regular ginger ale. I've you mean like it. everything? No, I like diet. I can't handle sugared soda. I just, ugh. it feels like my teeth have hair on it. Don't make that face again, please. That's nice. <laughs> that one? You mean this yeah, one? Yeah, please. Okay, so uh, where do you want to start? We were we were talking about Donald. I want to start in the middle and work our way out. Work your way out? At the same time. That'll be fun. Um, should we start with The Archivist? The Archivist? The Archivist. That sounds like a new Dan Brown novel. Uh, it does, doesn't it? So um, according to reports, uh, <laughs> Donald tore up some of his January 6th documents. Now, remember he was trying to- Like what kind of documents? Uh, handwritten notes. Got um, it. Well, that would make sure they're gone forever. You know, you tear up a piece of paper. There's nothing you can do with that. Nothing, especially if you just threw it away in a garbage can. It's just going to stay there. Unless you put, you throw it in the fireplace, which I don't think he did. No, he did not. They probably put every little speck back together. Right. Well, here, remember the Supreme Court rejected the appeal from Donald two weeks ago, basically saying no, the archives can turn over. Everything. Anything. So the January 6th commission has all the information. Notes. Got it. Right. And so uh, they handed over a trove of documents to the House Select Committee. Um, some of the White House records had been ripped up and then taped back together, mm-hmm. according to three people familiar with. I feel sorry for the tape. People. Like, but like, who, who are the uh, assistants 
and White House aides that have to scramble around on the floor and pick up all like the crumbs of these these, these documents that he ripped. Like somebody had to get on their hands and knees and mm-hmm. scourge around like carpet dope, finding every last one of these documents. Well, I remember I remember hearing about it several months ago, like. <laughs> When he would be in a meeting and somebody would have notes and he'd grab the notes from them, tear them up, and then that person would go back and go get the because we need this is this is law. I want to talk about his speech over the weekend. Mm-hmm. There was a lot there, and what the most interesting thing was about the, and there were amongst the many interesting things about committing a crime. First of all, his idea of you know parting people that's. I think we would agree that's witness yeah. tampering because right. there are people whose cases have not been adjudicated. Right. So wink, wink. Right. When I'm in. Be cool, because when I'm president again, I'll get you out. Right. But like, you know, these guys want to throw me in jail, and he's the most corrupt, most racist, vicious, likes to say vicious. Um, This is the first time ever I have heard him reference the possibility of him being incarcerated. Have you ever heard him talk about being in jail, going to jail? He's terrified. They're trying to put me in jail? He's terrified. I've never heard that before this. So yeah, clearly, if he's actually saying that out loud. And he also said they want to put you in jail. He's putting it on them. See, they're coming after you, and I'm just the face of it. So we've got to stop them. I'm the person standing in the way. Right. I've got to stop this. But just to be clear, I've never heard him talk about him being incarcerated before. So for him to actually say that out loud Mm -hmm. means he's thinking about it, he's Mm -hmm. obsessed with Mm -hmm. it, and he's terrified of it. Mm -hmm. Because now he's, he's, he's pulling out every stop of the book. I want the biggest rally ever to Atlanta, Washington, New York. So basically he wants a mob to go and... Probably in those three cities. To these vicious, horrible, criminal racists. racists. He, he wants the race war to start. It's only bla- How is it only black people are racists? The New York, uh, the, the D.C., the new, the new... And they're sick, these people. They're all sick. No projecting. No, not at all. And, and the, uh, the uh, prosecutor, Fonnie Willis, in Atlanta has asked for protection. Because yes, from the Justice Department. Um, now, the FBI doesn't offer protection per se, but they can. You know, they'll, they'll look into things and then she can get her own protection. But she's, she let it out there like, hey, he's literally threatened this city and he's threatened her personally. Did and see- Letitia James and the <coughs> DA in Manhattan. Did you uh, watch Lawrence Tribe last night? I think he was on I Anderson and on Lawrence. I did not. Um, it was interesting because he was saying, like, I get the thing about, you know, when you when you're the scales of whether you're going to make a prosecution or not. And prosecuting an ex-president, that's something that needs to be considered. Are you setting a bad precedent? Are you saying, are you setting it up that you're going to put your opponents in jail? So when they were considering weighing, you know, all the facts, do I right. indict this president or not? That's definitely something that's on the scale. Uh, is, it serious, is it serious? Is it serious enough where I'm willing to break that precedent and actually go after a former president of the United States? Yeah. Um, he, was, he was saying that with the things that Trump said, and Trump and, Trump, and Lawrence Tribe is, you know, a revered... Yes. Brilliant. He is. Won 25 cases in front of the Supreme Court. He was Merrick Garland's teacher. Right. Okay. Jeffrey Tubin's teacher at Harvard. Mm. <clears throat> he was saying it's not, you know, in terms of the balance of scale, it's not even close anymore. It's like you have to indict him based on the, the what he said out loud into a microphone yesterday. It's it's He clearly, purposely directed this seditious conspiracy. Well, and he's directing a second one <clears throat> to start in three different cities. Like, I don't know how much more pressure could be on Merrick Garland right now. There's a lot of pressure on him right now. Um, and, and like, I mean, Should Frank, there be? Yes, to a I certain mean, extent. He shouldn't be feeling pressure. He should just be pursuing He's this investigation. Pursuing everybody, everybody's freaking out because he doesn't talk. He's very good about keeping mum. He's got a very tight uh, hold on his DOJ, which is what's supposed to be. Uh, Frank Fagluzzi was on Stephanie's show this morning, and he said um, regarding what uh, the rally 
uh, was. He's like, look, you know, Watergate was was like robbers at a 7-Eleven compared to what Donald Trump has done and what his minions have done. This is seven. Uh, Jill Weinbank said a few weeks ago, once a seditious conspiracy was charged against the Proud Boys, um, she said, look, from the time the first plumber flipped, when they finally got somebody to cooperate, it took a year for the first indictment. Okay. And the first serious seditious indictment was about a year after the I mean, I sedition get, started. They want to have every duck in every lake and every water stream in the world in the row to. before they they have to have him dead to rights. They have to. Although Atlanta doesn't. They can just say, you know what? I got a pretty good amount of evidence here. Oh, I'm will- well, they've got him on I'm, tape. I'm willing to throw. I'm willing to shoot some dice here and see if I can get this indictment out. But he's still. He has to lawyer up. He's got to be. Got to have a mugshot taken. He's got to be fingerprinted. He's got to go through that whole process. <coughs> well, you know the difference between the the grand jury that is investigating and the special grand jury down in in Georgia. You know the difference. Uh, there are two grand juries investigating is, is this. One- and they're both for state crimes. Right. And they're both for the specific crimes that, that, that what the reason that she set up a special grand jury is because their subpoenas are adjudicated quickly. So if they because there are people that are not cooperating, like sure. Raffsenberger and, and mainly Raffsenberger and others don't want to do it voluntarily because no, then no, they could go. I have they're to saying, be hey, you put a gun to my head, please. Right. So the special grand jury has the subpoena power. <coughs> However, Georgia has it set up. They have, I guess a regular grand no, jury that. doesn't it's, have it's, subpoena it's, power. It's a wink and a nod. Please subpoena me so I can. It's like that scene in Butch and, the Sun, Butch and Sundance. Right. He gets, when Jeff Corey, the great old character actor, keep that gun on me, Sundance. Right. Because he doesn't want anybody to know that he's cooperating with Butch and Sundance. Exactly. And, the, and so basically, just for those of you that don't know, there's a special grand jury and the regular grand jury. The special grand jury has subpoena power. So what they're going to do is subpoena the people that have not voluntarily spoken to the current grand jury. And what this grand jury can, the special grand jury can basically collect this evidence and then hand it to the other grand jury to um, utilize as evidence in their investigation. Much like the January 6th committee cannot prosecute, but they can turn over all of their evidence to the Department of Justice and say, hey, you might want to prosecute because the January 6th committee can't prosecute anybody, but they can subpoena and they can get the evidence and they can gather all this. It's very similar. It's like the committee... It's like the Georgia version of the Jan 6 committee for the uh, the perfect phone call for 11,780 votes. Um, and they have him on tape. And, and Lindsey Graham is a little bit concerned now, too, I would imagine, because um, he also called about that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Fonnie Willis has uh, – here, let me quote Donald the other day uh, accurately. You did a very nice paraphrase, by the way. Um, He said, if these radical, vicious, racist prosecutors do anything wrong or illegal, I hope we're going to have in this country the biggest protest we have ever had in Washington, D.C., in New York, in Atlanta and elsewhere because our country and our elections are corrupt. Okay, His own DOJ, his own attorney general said there was nothing wrong with the election in 2020, though Donald Trump wanted it to be overturned. Illegally. Now, his whole thing with Pence, because now he wants, I love this, he wants the January 6th committee to to investigate Mike Pence and Nancy Pelosi. I have his statement from the office of the president. He writes, 
uh, so pathetic to watch the unselect committee. Oh, that's funny. Of political hacks, liars, and traitors work so feverishly to alter the Electoral College Act so that a vice president cannot ensure the honest results of the election when just one year ago they said that the vice president had absolutely no right to ensure the true outcome of or results of an election. In other words, they lied. And the vice president did have this right or more pointedly could have sent the votes back to various legislators for reassessment after so much fraud and irregularities were found. If it were sent back to legislators or if Nancy Pelosi, who's in charge of capital security, had taken my recommendation, which he didn't have, and substantially increased security, which he didn't want, there would have been no January 6th as we know it. Therefore, the unselect committee should be investigating why Nancy Pelosi did such a poor job of overseeing security. It was his job. And why Mike Pence did not send back the votes for recertification or approval in that it has now been shown he clearly had the right to do so. So basically, he's O for everything. Right. <coughs> and uh, th- just so you know, uh, the 12th Amendment and the— And elect- he's admitting he was trying to overturn the election. Right, that he lost. He's also admitting he lost. Um, Regardless of whether he believes it was true or not, he was he was pushing him to do an illegal thing. Ignorance of the law is a crime in never, itself. Yes. Ignorance of the law is a crime in itself. Well, ignorance so of the law is no excuse. excuse. It's not an excuse. It's no defense. So he just admitted that he sent Mike Pence there to, to do, do something, something illegal. Wrong. But now he's claiming, okay, so... Genu- he makes a lot of claims, that kid. He does. Um, Best baseball player in New York. Really? Because Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle were in New York at that same time, pretty good. too. Pretty good players. Um the Twelfth Amendment and the Electoral College Count Act both state basically that the vice president is just there to go. Yes, this is how many votes Georgia gave us. This is how many votes so and so. Just counting, literally counting the votes. If he said, but what's funny about that statement to me is he's basically stating that in January 2025, Vice President Harris, should she say not like the outcome of the 24 election, say no, I'm not going to certify. Yeah, she doesn't certify either. Which is why Mitch McConnell and a lot of Republicans are very fine with kind really of tightening up, tightening the, up the rules with the Electoral College count because they don't want Vice President Harris to question it. Or Joe Biden to declare martial law and saying, you know what, this is chaos what's going on here. You can't, you know, the state legislators can't throw out the votes of local election officials. This they can is, legally right now, unfortunately. But I know that I, I think the DOJ... He can declare martial law if he wants, and he you know, maybe he declares law. martial law. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what the... That, <clears throat> and arrests his opponent. Yeah. That, the only reason that Mitch McConnell is for changing and, 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 like you said, tightening up the electoral college count is for that reason. Otherwise, he couldn't care less. Because, it's and only by the way, something that could benefit him. And by the way, it's not important for this election. Because it doesn't count for this election. It only counts every four years Correct. for presidential elections. Um, and the, the bombshell-ish, and everything's a bombshell anymore, is the... Breaking news. It's not breaking. Um, it was over the weekend. Oh, they still use that breaking news banner. so stupid. Um, we read a couple of weeks ago that the Pentagon, there was a memo about the Pentagon seizing... Voting machines. Being asked if they had permission. To seize voting machines. And I believe it's the tabulation, not the actual machines that you vote on, but the machines that count the votes. Those are the important ones, by the way. Most voting machines that you vote on are accurate. It's, the, it's when they spit out the information and give it to somebody to count it where the problems can happen, potentially. And so he wanted the <coughs> Pentagon to seize that, and that was like, no, we can't do that. So uh, six weeks, this was six weeks after election. So Joe Biden had been declared the winner. This is already uh, 
January. Yeah, this is January because already the Almost. electoral college had met because they meet in December. In December. Uh, they meet about six weeks after, about five, six weeks after the uh, uh, vote. Uh, Donald wanted Giuliani to ask DHS if they could That's legally right. take security, if they could seize the voting the, machines the, in the key in states. key swing states only. Um, and he called DHS. Giuliani did, and uh, the <coughs> acting deputy secretary, because we had nobody doing anything that were actually approved Is that by the Chad Senate. Chad Wolf. I don't remember. Uh, he said he lacked the authority to audit or impound the machines. And then Donald pressed Giuliani to make the, that inquiry after rejecting a separate et- effort by his outside advisors to have the Pentagon take it. And then um, and Barr went, no. Does Rudy flip at any point? I think he will. I mean, he's reduced to cameos at this point, doing cameos. I, know, I think he will. <clears throat> I think, he's got no money. He's got, he doesn't have a law license. He can't consult with anyone. Like he probably has a lifestyle that's a hundred thousand dollars a month kind of lifestyle. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, when at some point the money runs out, there's no one that is going to lend somebody like that money. Oh God, no! And also the uh, Donald Trump tried to in an oval Oval Office meeting with Barr to get the Justice Department to seize said machines as well. And well, even I remember Bill when Barr, Barr said that knew. we, you know, he made a statement and it wasn't clear through Trump. He goes, "Well, why did you have to say anything?" Mm-hmm. Why, why did you say anything? Just keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, and that's that's what's interesting is Bill Barr. Is, did it, was it like, Barr, do you think Barr just like got what he, it was like a transactional relationship. He's like, you know what? I got everything I needed out of Trump. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to clean up my legacy and move on. And, you know, Roger Rabbit my way out the door at this point. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's got his book out. <clears throat> Hi, dude. You could have said it during the impeachment hearings in January that this was happening because we didn't know that then. If, if Donald Trump had a stroke tomorrow. And killed over and was done. Who would be happier? Elected, elected Republicans or elected Democrats? Republicans. You're like, by far? Yeah. Yeah, okay. 100%. Especially Ron DeSantis. Because well, they're having a fight. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Ted Cruz and every single one of Josh Hawley. All of them. They want this. What, what's interesting about Trump right now is the way he's playing like a little bit. He can play whack-a-mole right now in slow motion with every one of these candidates. He's frozen the field. Like if I'm running for president in 2024, which I'm considering, by the way. Oh, good. I've put an exploratory committee oh, together. Good. Good. Shock good, at 24. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Shock it for the win. Yes. That'd See, there's the. You're I my got communications the bumper sticker. Director. I got the bumper sticker right there. Um, you know, you have to start raising money. You have to start going into 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 what is it called? The individual county districts, the precincts. Right. You have to have precinct captains. You have to have an entire kind of organization in place. You have to be start setting up camp in Iowa. You have to start setting up camp in New Hampshire. Like work is being done now. You have oh, to start locking down donors and the most talented campaign workers and campaign chairmen and all those people. They're Absolutely. out there. And the second one person declares or they start a website or they open an exploratory committee, Trump is going to go in and drop a sledgehammer on him. So he's literally what he's done is he's absolutely frozen the field. So whoever ends up running is going to be a year behind in fundraising, in organization, all that kind of stuff. And it's going to be and they are, I'm sure, the Republican National Committee, unless it's a Rona Romney McDaniel. Mm. I'm going to call her Rona Romney because she, like she hates that. I think you should. <clears throat> Even though every single thing she's accomplished in her yeah. life has been the result of her last name being Romney. Yep. Her maiden name. Um, he's screwing the Republicans hard just to keep raising, just to keep this grift up. Yeah. And someone eventually is going to run against him. And I think the field, I think, you know, the bully, 
someone's going to throw a rock and it's going to hit them and it's going to be like the lottery at the end of this. But uh, right now, they're all screwed. They can't raise a dime. They can't start an exploratory committee. They can't do anything. And, you know, I'm still not sold that Joe's running in 2024 Um, because, you know, my concerns about his oratorical skills Mm -hmm. under pressure. Uh, Like that speech he gave the other day, it was great. And they said, oh, he spoke too long. Like, really? Spoke too long for who? Yeah. He answered a lot. He answered everyone's question. And he answered it with detailed, granular information across a wide variety of stuff. stuff. Now, his ability to speak, like, I wouldn't want to see him on a debate stage with quick, rapid fire. Because, you know, that's just basically a bullet point bumper sticker. Oh, but they're not going to do debates. Great. Let them not show up. They're not doing debates. Remember, the RNC said you're not doing any debates. Whatever, something on debates, the the federal whatever debate (laughs) commission. I would say no. We're not taking orders from you. We're not taking suggestions from you. We're doing what's best for discourse and for the American public. And, yeah, go and if after, they don't show up, then the Democratic candidate gets two hours of a town hall or just questions back and forth between the moderator. I'm down with that. That would be that would be a best case scenario. So yeah. they, they shouldn't give an inch, uh, number one. And number two, um, I'm concerned his abilities, like I said, I think his 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 ability to art clearly and cleanly articulate his thoughts, and I believe his thoughts are completely clear and coherent and cohesive, aren't great. And that's one of the most important skills, especially on a campaign trail. And um, granted, he doesn't have to go through a primary, but um, I hope he makes a decision soon in the next, you know, in a year, because I think we're going to need somebody else at the top of the ticket. All right. And shock it, it here. Who do you think is going to be the Republican nominee in... (laughs) What percentage chance do you think it's going to be Donald Trump? More or less than 25% chance? Less than 25. Less than 25% chance. It really, it, it, and that's as of right now. It will depend on the 22 election. What percentage chance that the nominee will have the last name Trump? Same? Same. Got it. Um, so zero chance on Ivanka, Donald, or Eric running for... Got it. Ivanka's going to throw daddy under the bus soon. At, at the behest of Jared. She's going to. Like, we don't need this anymore. She's this crazy old man. the bus soon. Um, Dragging uh, you into conspiracies and lusting after you. I'm going to give this a caveat on my prediction, and I'm not in the prediction business. Um, If the 22 election goes to the Republicans, then all bets are off. Because then he's got the fixes in. Oh, you mean mean in terms of winning state legislatures and throwing out votes and whatnot? The 22 election is is my barometer. I kind of feel like things are going to turn around in the next year. They're already turning around. I think COVID's going to be farther in the rearview mirror Hopefully. in a year. I think in, in, un, unemployment's well, no, going to be No, we're voting in November. <laughs> un, unemployment's going to be down. Yeah, it should be. Well, it is down. It's at 3.9%. How much lower can it get? No, I, I'm sorry. Inflation is going to Inf- be down. Oh, yeah. It's going to be down by the summer. And all you're going to have left is in the numbers. The 58 GDP growth, which is higher than China's, mm-hmm. you know, the 3.7% unemployment rate. Um, if they have to get one piece of the Build Back Better thing, if they could get that child tax credit passed that lifted 40, 20 million kids out of poverty. 50% of children that, that were in would poverty be, were out. That would be swell. Uh, but I think he's going, you know, they talk about polling being a snapshot. I think the polling now is is irrelevant. Well, and no, but we got to, all this has to happen by August of this year, not in a year. That's still eight months. It's Yeah. But I think a lot of what you're saying is true depending on variants with COVID. Um, the new Omicron variant, they're not sure about it yet. There's a couple of cases in these United States. Um, but obviously, if you had Omicron, you have some antibodies against that particular uh, variant. And I believe that Pfizer has stated they're coming out with their Omicron version of the booster next month. So 
people who have not gotten COVID yet, knock on. I've had so many shots, I'm on the verge of becoming a junkie. I know. I was like, shoot me. Um, I'm ready to get, because at that point, March will be five months since my booster. So, hi. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play, you know, Um, because so far, knock on veneer. Did you get the shingles while you were in there, too? I got shingle shots five years ago. Got it. Um, smooth. You're a smooth operator. I, I, hey, you're supposed to get it at 50. Nobody wants so. shingles. No, and, and uh, you know, when I got, it's funny, because I didn't get chicken pox until I was 26. I got adult chicken pox, too. I was 25. And so I said to my doctor, I said, now, everybody that's getting their shingle shots at 50, that's like 25, 30, 40 years after they got, you know, chicken pox. Can't I wait till I'm in my 70s to get my shingles vaccine? Probably doesn't work that way. <laughs> Probably doesn't, but it didn't seem fair. What's the downside to getting a shingles vaccine? Uh, nothing. 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 I mean, and I only c- was able to get one because I'm allergic to it. Okay. So I'm half vaccinated for shingles. I'm not fully vaccinated. Um, but that's better than nothing because my sister Carrie had it and my mom has had it. Mm-hmm. And it's just horrific, apparently. You do not want it, kids. Um, so the New York's uh, Attorney General, Letitia James, has uh, subpoenaed uh, the D.C. hotel records of Trump International Hotel. Now, for those of you that don't know, that building was a post office where he turned it into a hotel. And by law, you're not supposed to. That was an emoluments clause problem. But she's the inquiry part of her civil investigation into Trump's businesses. And stop getting angry that it's a civil uh, lawsuit because you can't jail a corporation. Okay, but all of the information that she is gathering, she can certainly turn over to Cy Vance, certainly turn over to anybody else that cares. So this is good. Um, They're seeking information about whether Donald inflated his net worth to secure the lease, according to the people who spoke on condition of anonymity. Uh, The documents she sought, uh, a New York Attorney General James sought, included a scorecard GSA used to rank Trump's bids against other developers who proposed leasing and redeveloping uh, the old post office pavilion. Interesting. That information could fit into her broader effort to show a pattern of Donald giving false information to business partners, banks, and insurers to secure loans and other deals. This is big. She's going to get it. She'll get it. She will. I don't see why she wouldn't. I mean, he's he's got a 50-year trail. I mean, I said this when he was elected the f- in 2016, and once we saw what he was doing, the worst thing he ever did was run and win. Because had he well, not he done that, he didn't want to. He wasn't planning he to win. He, this is just all about his brand. He wanted to win. That's all. He didn't want to do it. And and what happens is when you become a public figure, scrutiny hits you. Unlike it would ever hit even somebody like a Donald Trump, who is famous but a private citizen <clears throat> at that point. And he could have died a happy, fat wealthy man and his kids would probably have gone to prison. He's eventually. miserable every day. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's like begging for attention and at Mar-a-Lago every night, apparently. Holding court with it, just the, you know, and begging for applause, old, gross, racist, rich losers. And he's practically doing a please clap yes. for people, which is, I want, rec- I want tape of that. That's just fun. Um, I mean, it's, he's, he's pathetic is what he is. I don't actually, plan on spending a drop of empathy or pity oh, I'm, for I don't, him. I don't have any empathy for him. He's pathetic, and I'm going to point and laugh at him. He's a pitiful him. person, but I don't feel any I have no pity empathy for him. for him. No, God, no. No, no, no. Well, pathos means, you know, worthy of pity. Nah. Nah. He's not. He is pathetic, but he's not worthy of pity. Um, and um, I hope he gets everything <clears throat> that's coming to him. I really do. I look forward to it. Um, 
I just hope that he freezes the field for another year or makes it impossible for people to get up and run a capable campaign. And then the indictments start dropping and then there the mugshots come out and then he starts got to go. He's got to go to trial and spend, you know, all this money. And uh, his entire time is taking up with the legal defense, staying out of jail while he pretends he's running for president. I'm with you on that. Um, okay, so uh, DeSantis don't give up. DeSantis is going to jump on him. Oh yeah, they're fighting. The yeah, nothing now he's still got to win in 2022, and he's in a tight race with both Christy and Nikki Fried in Florida. <clears throat> well, aren't Christy and Nikki Fried in a primary this year? They are. Okay, so and, whoever and, wins that, and he pulls. He was ahead of the, both of them a few months ago. Now he's even or behind both of them. Chris polls better than Nikki Fried, although I prefer Nikki Fried. He'll Chris be, has been governor. He's a popular, likable, like former Republican there. Yeah. He's a charming guy. Good looking. Nice tan. Yeah. He's a good looking um, guy. He's, he, knows, he knows the state. He knows what he to knows do. He knows the state. He knows he's the a Floridian. State. Yeah. He knows the state. Um, so there's a, a Mike Detmer, a Republican candidate running for Michigan State Senate, <sighs> was caught on camera at a meet and greet telling voters that people should be ready to, quote, show up armed to protect Republican ballot observers if we can't change the tide. So Michiganders, he's been he's telling Republicans to show up to polling places to make sure that the people that are potentially pulling a bork and um, intimidating people at the polls Show up and make sure that they can continue to intimidate people at the polls. I mean, literally, he's telling people, I don't know if you legally can show up to the polls armed in Michigan. I know it's an open carry state. And they actually did show up, remember, to the Capitol armed. That was the first Capitol insurrection, Mm -hmm. as far as a Capitol is concerned, was Michigan during the um, April of 2020. Sure. Um, this is before or after the plot to kidnap rape. And it was right the around the same, same time. I think it was okay. in the same moment. We didn't know about the plot yet. Um, just wondering where we are in the lunatic time frame. Exactly. But just, you know, just warning Michiganders that uh, this is what's running for the state house in your state. And um, please make them go away. Madison Cawthorn. What did you call him when you came in? Crippled Hitler. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to say that. Okay, Madison Cawthorn. I, I'm going to read this because this <coughs> Eric and Donald Jr. are very jealous. North Carolina Congressman Madison Cawthorn has described Donald Trump as being, quote, like a father to <laughs> him, unquote, that he frequently comes to the former president for advice. Hold, wait for it, for advice on foreign policy. Uh, speaking to a right wing news site, the, uh, speaking to the Daily Caller, Cawthorn added that he, quote, loves Trump and that he considers him a, wait for it, genius. Trump is like a father to me. What else is he going to say? I know. Trump is like a father to me. I get to talk to him every single day. He's incredible. He's a genius. Being 26 years old and an a-hole. He's he's a guy I push out of his wheelchair. You know why? Because he deserves it. No, because my mom raised, just just as he suggested, my mom raised a monster. There you go. So I see you. I'm pushing you out of your wheelchair, dude. You just tip it. Um, Being 26 years old, obviously I don't have a ridiculous amount of experience when dealing with foreign policy. No, actually you do have a ridiculous amount of experience. He's ridiculous. (laughs) Correct. Um, So if I can just call the former president of the United States and say, hey, what would you do in this situation? Yeah, I mean, and why would Madison Cawthorn have to worry about is he on the Foreign Relations Committee? And if so, nobody's listening to him. So I hear the rebels are taking control in Sierra Leone. What do you think we should do? In I terms hear the of rebels age? are taking control of Tatooine. I mean, 
<laughs> he wouldn't know the difference. Or. He would not know the difference. Um, he says, so I love him. He's been very good to me, and he's been so good to our country. God, no, he hasn't. Um, here's the deal. North Carolina is looking into disallowing him from running again based on the 14th Amendment and him being an insurrectionist. So go North Carolina uh, lawsuit people, because there is a lawsuit to prevent him from running again this year. So hopefully that gets to go to court. That's my hope. Um, I said that. I said that. I said that. Wow. Oh, let's move on to the Supreme Court. You had some thoughts when you walked in about... Just, uh, just our, our messaging. messaging. It's just like it's not a matter of whether he's right or it's whether he's wrong. It's a matter of can they distort what you're saying? Can they use it to distract? Can they add onto the pile of perceived misfeasance that's gone on? Even though there really isn't much misfeasance in this administration, but if you listen to these people, you think they are. Granted, he made a promise during the and that's what he was asked about. Stop. Fine. That promise is in the books. All right, so you said you're going to do this. What he, the response should be, I'm going to nominate the most qualified person and the best person I can find to fill this spot on the bench. And that's it. I have no further comment. And then you nominate uh, the African-American woman that you were... I, what's the field? There's Childs and, Childs. and uh, Jackson. They're then, both... Then, like... then you nominate the African-American woman. That, you know, they can wait. Everybody knows what you're doing. You're not giving them a chance to use the affirmative action thing, to muddy up the waters, to talk about all this nonsense. Because even though what they're saying is nonsense, it's still... There's only so much room in the media consciousness ecosystem to take an in information and they're filling it up with more garbage. Don't give them the chance to garbage. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to respond to that now. I'm just telling you one thing. I'm going to nominate the most qualified person I could find for this job. No further comment. Wink. Okay. Well, he's meeting then, with, then they can't say, Oh, well, if it's going to be, you know, if you're if you're, it's two, 3% of the population, that's just affirmative action. What does it say to all the other groups out there? You, know, you mean all the other white men that have always been on the damn court? It's, um, it's idiotic, but why even throw them that bone to make the argument on it? I'm just going to nominate the most qualified person. That's it. And by the way, the, the, the three or four <coughs> women that are at the top of the short list that we are assuming are at the top of the short list, they, I think at least three have already been confirmed by the Senate. Yes. With, and the on one, bipartisan Child's votes. one in South Carolina by Lindsey Graham apparently is a big oh, supporter he's, of it. He's supporting her 100%. Jackson, they're all very good jurists. Um, yeah, you think? And super qualified. <coughs> um, but Biden is meeting with Durbin and Grassley. Everyone on the court... I think, with the possible exception of Clarence Thomas, is highly qualified. Even if Amy Coney Barron hasn't spent 10 years, everything I've heard about her now, she's a religious fanatic, which is kind of a problem. Yeah, but her, her resume was thinner than oh, mine. Oh, I'm not comparing her resume to the resume of the women that... that no. It's not going to be as good. But I think she is intellectually and educationally and academically qualified to be on the court. I think she understands the law inside and out. I think she understands the Constitution and precedent inside and out. I just wouldn't want her within a million miles of that I thought building. she was asked a constitutional question and couldn't answer it while well, she was being confirmed. There was th a very simple no, I th question. I think she chose not to. I think this is the, during the second round of questioning when she was sure she was in. That was the day she came with resting bitch face. Right. And uh, it was like, you know, when I saw the, you could see the real her. You could see on her eyes. You're like, this is one evil. This is not... Yeah. The sweet little mom who bakes cookies for the uh, for the whatever sale for the bake sale at school. There's something wrong with this because the first day she was there, she was deferential, she was polite, whatever. She sounds like this. When she then talks. the second day, when she knew she had it in the bag, she was a different person. There was a, a different kind of gleam in her eye, and she was being dismissive and quietly. Um, 
That's the word when you're throwing out animosity at people. But she was being <laughs> Oh, and a bleep. Um, and, uh, but I, I don't, I think that she was not answering questions that she could have answered because that thing they do, well, I can't, I can't answer a hypothetical. That's not a hypothetical. No. You know, basically when you're being coach, don't answer anything you don't have to answer. Well, here, here's the thing, just so everybody knows that, uh, President Biden is meeting with Senators, uh, Durbin and Grassley of the Judiciary Committee to get their advice on the Supreme Court vacancy. So he is like he would do, and he's going to take 40 days, which is the, I wish it was next week, but whatever. Um, but duty to warn tweets this. This is very funny. They're very funny. Uh, President Biden will meet with Senators Durbin and Grassley of the Judiciary Committee today to get their advice on SCOTUS vacancy. Durbin is level-headed and has solid experience in this area. Grassley has even more experience having consulted with Jefferson and John Quincy Adams. <laughs> That's about right. That's funny. And he's running again. And Doug Jones, yes, he is. Doug Jones apparently is also going to help uh, President Biden. Shepard the nomination through. Yes, he's going to, you know, hi, meet all the senators and everything. Obviously, if it's if it's Childs, Graham's going to vote for her. And I don't think. I think we should get, I mean, I think a number of people are going to vote for her because you have to get back. Susan Collins isn't worried about being realized. She just was elected a year ago. This is an advising consent role. If you want to have any semblance of getting back to the idea where, even if I don't agree with the nominee, the president has wide latitude, and as long as a person they is qualified votes, and has the appropriate votes. judicial temperament, they get the vote. I mean, we, we need to get back to 85-15, 90-10. This 51-50-49 thing is, is absurd for every single nomination. Well, they, it shouldn't be that way because we should have people that... that there are three people on the Supreme Court right now that were only. Well, we should on. we shouldn't we should have the filibuster back for that. You should need sixty votes. Yeah, you need you should need to be able to pick a consensus candidate. I agree, I agree completely. Um, uh, and um, uh, Ted Cruz, who is offensive and an insult to everybody, um, he is quoted as saying, "It's offensive and an insult that." Biden pledged to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court because offensive. Why, why is it offensive? I, I, he's saying you're if you're a white guy, tough luck. If you're a white woman, tough luck. You don't qualify. Oh, my God. I mean, that's what you were talking about. And that's where I go. That just makes me want to vote more for people not like Ted Cruz. That gets my dander up in a. In a, in a fury. Panties in, in a Panties bunch. in a bunch. My panties are in a bunch. And that's, I know other people have been saying. Is that saying, why you're making that face? <laughs> They're in a bunch now and it's, ow. Um, I mean, a lot of people, uh, a lot of uh, black folks are, <laughs> that are pundits are going, oh, really? Now he's, you want to get the black vote riled up? Just keep saying more stuff I'm, like I'm, that. <clears throat> I'm actually very encouraged about what's going to go on in Georgia this next election Me cycle too. because Stacey Abrams is on the... On the ticket. It's on the ballot. Every single African-American voter is going to show up. Every Democrat's going to show up and vote for Stacey Abrams. It has to be. She's the most popular politician in the state. It has to be so overwhelming that even the legislature, which right now is legally allowed to throw out votes, <coughs> it has to be so much people in Georgia that they they wouldn't be able to get away with like it. Like they, they talk, they say to people, you know, when somebody's under threat, you should hire, you should hire a bodyguard for me. Mm-hmm. You know, Stacey Abrams should be like, you need to hire a bodyguard for me. Like we need to, we should bring in our own body, our own poll watchers and taking cameras and taking we should have videos of every single precinct in every single county part of exit polling they're live live exit polling well then that's not evidence that's what somebody says well that's somebody that's what they think they voted for but my my point is there, there, there should be not a hint 
every single angle of every single precinct should be covered by some sort of video so they can't say something happened. Oh, they, they put ballots, they hid ballots, they hid hidden ballots in a suitcase. Well, where do you think we should put them? In a plastic, you know, garbage bag? How do you think we should store these ballots? They have these cases that you put the ballots in. It's like they're making a big deal. Oh, they were they brought out these cases of ballots. It's like, yeah, okay. It's like bringing out a carton of eggs. You right. know, you don't put an egg in a, you know, in a plastic bag and, you know, <laughs> 12 eggs in a plastic bag and start bouncing it around. Right, that is true. And, and... I saw a carton of eggs. They brought out a carton of eggs. They brought out a carton of eggs. That was very suspicious. Who carries around eggs and cartons? Who? I don't know. That's weird, though, right? That's weird. Um. Oh, that guy again. That guy. He's he's. Thank you for listening to From the Bunker. Now don't forget Patreon. You can. Now don't forget Patreon kids. Stay tuned. If you need help, get it. There is no shame in it, and we'll talk at you guys next week.